And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. With that, going to have some interesting ways to help your business grow by getting rid of some of the stuff that your business has been accumulating. We're going to talk all about online auction solutions and marketplaces and all kinds of great stuff today. Now, today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io because hiring software developers is difficult and Fullscale can help you build a team quickly and affordably. And we also have the platform to help you manage the team. Go to Fullscale.io to learn more. With me today, I've got Andy O'Hanlon and Andy is the CEO. CEO and founder of Equipbid, which I want to point out has been a sponsor of Startup Hustle as well. So thank you for that, Andy, and uh, hear more about that. Now, if you want to learn more about what Equipbid does, go to EQUIP-BID. That's Equip-BID.com. Easiest thing to do, though, is to scroll on down and click that link in the show notes. Let's just get right into this. Andy, welcome to Startup Hustle. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me on today and uh, being a part of this conversation that we're having. Yeah, and I appreciate the support you've given uh, Startup Hustle as a sponsor. And if you want to see uh, more about that and the other people that have supported the show, go to startuphustle.xyz and we have a sponsors and partners page there. Um, you know, you and I had spent quite a bit of time before we hit record talking about uh, the solution that you provide and equ what Equipbid does, but you know, I think it, you know founders say it the best. So let's hear a little bit more about the backstory for you and and the site and the business. Sounds great. So Equipbid Auctions has been around since two thousand nine. Um, you know, it, Equipbid has evolved into an online auction marketplace. Back in two thousand nine, when I started Equipbid Auctions, there was a need. Um, auctions were not necessarily online. Uh, they were still what you maybe you've heard of, or maybe you've even experienced, but they were live auctions, in-person auctions where there was a person standing in front of a crowd of people uh, calling bids. And you're out there maybe on a Saturday afternoon, you know, with a farm estate sale, maybe uh, or an estate at your uh, local community or even a business, you know, bidding on those items, raising your hand in the air. And so... I was actually going to auctions back then, buying and selling. Uh, back then, it was restaurant equipment. I was buying equipment, uh, taking it back home, uh, cleaning it up, reselling it um, on online marketplaces such as Craigslist, eBay, or other marketplaces that were popular, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And so I could see the the value in selling online because you open your marketplace, not just to your local community, but to people nationally, you could have a buyer from, you know, we're in the U S from Miami to California and anywhere in between we're located here in the Midwest, but buyers can be anywhere. And so we started in 2009 equipment auctions as an online only auction marketplace. 
And what that means is all the bidding was done online, all the bidding uh, for buying and selling is online. So you could technically sit there in your PJs and bid from the comfort of your own home on your own time frame while you're bidding. And so what this d- did and what this does is open that marketplace up to anybody and everybody. And it also allows us to do auctions in a lot of different situations that uh, you might not normally have. So what, I, I Googled this because you mentioned 2009, and I think it's easy for a lot of people to look back and you're like, oh, that was not that long ago. We were on iPhone 3. <laughs> I was like, people kind of get, oh, wow, that was a long time ago. And, and 2009 was a special year for me because that was actually where I started a lot of my own businesses. And, I, and you know, you talk about, I think it's easy to maybe, we take for granted some technology and things that exist now, but that was kind of the wild west. Like eBay was still fairly new at that point. And, uh, you know, with that, there's a lot of things that don't go well when you try to bid or buy there. I mean, you guys have taken a more hands-on approach to helping people sell stuff, right? Absolutely. And, you know, technology has evolved and changed over since 2009, but even in our business, there's been efficiencies that we've been able to uh, take advantage of, you know, within the last 13, 14 years that we've been in business. And, you know, one thing is, uh, how do you take a picture? You know, now you just reach into your pocket, grab your cell phone. It can do video. It can do pictures. You know, you have high speed Internet anywhere pretty much that you could dream of. You know, your 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 cell phone itself. You know, now we have 5G out there. However, back in 2009, you didn't have that. It was like a one megapixel. Camera. You know, we yeah. were exactly. Yeah. yeah. We were, we were, you know, had digital cameras. You had to do that. You had to download the data. You had to upload the data. You had to, uh, figure out what pixel, you know, worked, you know, and all that. And so, and and then, well, that felt like high technology to a lot of people at the time, you know, like, how do I get this from my phone to my computer? You did. We, We take that for granted these days. You did. I mean, some people back then were like, so do I, I take a picture with my 35 millimeter camera and scan the pictures in? Oh my. I mean, that's old technology, but that, that is what, you know, that's how you did pictures back in the, I mean, years ago, but that was how it worked. And and really it, God, we sound old talking about this maybe, but you're talking about grainy, terrible pictures that weren't easy to share. Uh, you know, so my, my, uh, co-founder here at startup hustle, uh, was the founder of Venn solutions, which helped people with auto listings. And that was a big, one of the big problems they had in the big, uh, trying to, you know, you're not going to buy a car that you can't see a picture of, but trying to smooth that out and aggregate that data and put it in a lot of different places. And I never really hearing him talk about how, what a challenge that was to make universal and, and, you know, bandwidth was slow. I mean, people in 2009, people still had dial-up. That was the thing. And I think that a lot of people back then probably were pretty distrustful of some of it. Cause am I getting ripped off? I've never done this. Like, was that something you had to overcome? It was. And you know, it's amazing that when people bid online, what do they use to bid that, that picture sells, you know, they say yeah. a picture's worth a thousand words. What well, couldn't be more truer when you're bidding and buying online? Because it's amazing whether you're buying an item that's $10 or $10,000, uh, 
most of the time those you as a bidder are buying based upon the picture you see and you know you talking about technology in, even incorporating video you know see, seeing that uh, if you're sell, buying a vehicle seeing it running or something like that you know in, integrating video online and quality picture so you can see those items and that that's what sells the items you believe in what you see online and it's amazing that you know a click of a, a mouse you might uh bid on a ten thousand dollar car and you haven't ever seen that thing in person but you're willing to bid on it and win it online yeah the the picture has so much to do with anything getting sold and for those of you listening i mean i, I guarantee you you have had a bad experience or a lame experience with product photos in general and you're like you didn't buy it and that's how it goes and one of the things i'd like to talk about is is that i really like about your rapidly grown business you guys have affiliate plans and people using your platform in a variety of different ways but um you know andy and i were talking before the show started about you know the, and part of why that equipment being a, a a partner and sponsor at Startup Hustle makes a lot of sense. Is you as a business owner, well, I've accumulated a whole lot of crap, and uh, and yeah, I've been guilty of having the storage shed that the fees eventually out outranked the value of all the things in it, and some of that stuff's hard to sell and hard to move. And you guys have found some solutions that could help business owners create some extra money or whatever by helping provide some services or utility to people that can help you sell your stuff. Right. Absolutely. You know, uh, what we really are, you know, we, you might look at our platform and say, Hey, we, we have items online, but from the perspective of a seller is we are a problem solver. Um, you have items that you're needing to sell to turn back into cash. You know, whether it's non-productive assets that are just sitting there, maybe you're a machine shop and you have a drill press sitting in the back that you just don't use anymore. Maybe maybe you upgraded some items uh, in your business that you don't need the old items. Or maybe uh, you're moving and you just clearly don't need some surplus assets that you have. And so, you know, we can provide those solutions uh, to st- to you to sell those products. And we have lots of different options in doing that. Um, we can help you with the whole process from start to finish if you just want a hands-off approach, but we can also help you in a seller managed situation as well as you can actually help us by doing part of the labor that entails in the selling process, whether that be maybe helping out on taking the pictures or descriptions on your items, whether that be helping out on the loadout after the auction's over and say, you know, I needed to sell my furniture. Well, I can uh, be there when the buyers pick it up and check them out. Those are other examples of how you as a seller could also be involved in this process for selling. I 100% don't sell stuff like that because it feels inconvenient and I get busy doing other stuff. It's often out of sight, out of mind, like it's in the back of the warehouse or the basement or somewhere like that. And I love the whole idea of, of helping make that quick and easy. And, you know, so uh, any business owner um, is usually trying to focus on the stuff that they do. You know, we were talking about that before we hit record was that, you know, it's, it, you hear the term, well, that's not really what we do, or we're not an expert in that. And, and you guys really specialize in a, in a lot of cases in the things that aren't shippable. Right. And, 
and there's a, you know, uh, I mean, I think that's, that's an interesting niche because you can go online and find things that are for sale. And you're like looking at this like $600 item and it's another $600 to ship it. And now it's not so cheap. Absolutely. And you know, what makes the auctions work as far as the community goes is we do open that marketplace up to anybody can be a buyer on our site, but it still has to make sense to be able to pick that item up. And for each individual auction, uh, most of the buyers are within driving distance for the reason that most items we sell on our site, it doesn't make sense to ship. You know, whether you're buying a table, you know, a couch, um, a piece of machinery or something like that, the cost of shipping can be prohibited, but there are also a need to buy those items. And so part of the auction process is you're selling the items, but what if you had an office building and the furniture was on the second floor, you as a buyer buy those items, you know, that buyer is out there. They have to physically come to the location and pick those items up. And the seller, you know, that you're not having to pay for that labor because the buyer's doing that. The buyer's helping facilitate the removal of those assets. And that can, you know, that's part of the equation. How do I solve my problem on getting my items out of my building, out of my house or wherever they may be? Still back to that convenience thing, man. It's uh, I've spent so much time talking to people and giving the advice that, if you want people to help you, then make it easy for them to help you. <laughs> you know, like it's people want advice and you get this person that's like, hey, will you come meet me for coffee? I'm like, man, that's a long way away. And they're like, yeah, but I want to pick your brain about starting a business. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, it's two hours of my day. That's a $3 cup of coffee. That's not a good return on my time. It's not not convenient. And, then, you know, so I think that there's, and I, man, I really do think there's a lot to be said. There's now on the flip side of things, you know, as a business owner, um, you know, not everything you need, everything doesn't have to be brand new in the box. You can spend a hell of a lot of money on assets that really depreciate rapidly the moment you open them up. And there's our other sellers like, so is it common or, or, or does it ever occur where sellers on your site, like have like, like, okay, their business went out, they're done. And they're like, we have it all like, come get it all. Or is it only item by item? Not at all. Um, A lot of auctions we do are situations like that. You know, we just finished up one a couple weeks ago. Uh, You know, during COVID, a lot of people started working from home. And there was a 900-person call center here in Kansas City that all 900 employees now work at home. And so this huge two-story building has been sitting empty for, you know, the last two years. And this building will no longer be a call center. And we sold all the assets in the building because it, it, it won't be a call center. And so we sold all the assets. It's going to other use. And part of what works for an auction is what do you do with these assets? Well, we solve that problem because we help recycle those assets and find another user for them. And so, you know, I know some of you out there, uh, might look at some of the stuff we sell and go, you know, is there a market for used items? Well, used items have a market. There's buyers for those items. And if you can find another life for those items, that's helping to bring another life to those. So they're not going into the landfill 
and there's a, a you call it a green solution, but mainly just a solution for a reuse and a recycle for those items. And we're able to do that and find value in lots of items. Not maybe not the value that you think the originally intended purpose of, but there's lots of items that somebody might use it for a completely different purpose, but it does have a life. Yeah. And, and for those of you trying to start anything, I mean, the, the whole concept of bootstrapping is trying to squeeze the maximum amount of value out of the limited amount of money that you might have to spend. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Um, one thing I, 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 I think is fun here. So I'm at the uh, go to equip bed, uh, bed.com. There's a link for that in the show notes, but uh, you, in order to help deliver something, you guys actually uh, work with Bungie, who was uh, their founder, Ben Jackson, was one of the first 10 guests that we had on the show. And I, uh, Bungie is uh, as B-U-N-G-I-I. Uh, you ever needed a friend with a truck? That's what they do. It's like almost like Uber for pickup trucks. And uh, I've watched them grow that business. And and that that's another thing. I, I like that you incorporate that because sometimes you're, you know, I've always had a truck until I didn't have one. And then of course I always needed a truck after that. I didn't need one before, but you know, you sometimes you just need to move something and that simplicity of being able to do it. Has, has that been something that a lot of people have used? Just curious. Uh, some have adopted that or, you know, obviously they always call their friends when yeah. they buy something big. Hey, you're the guy with the truck, but no Bungie itself is a business, you know, it, I've known those guys for a while now and we've used them over the years, especially on certain auctions. And, you know, it does help, you know, if you buy a large item such as a couch or something like that, and you don't have that truck, I mean, you can only fit so much stuff in your convertible or. <laughs> well, the beauty of that. Okay. Please don't be the person that calls the person with the truck for that reason. Cause I, I received that call too many times. I'm like, Oh man. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a cool, a cool concept. That's another uh, fun startup here in Kansas city. They really found a niche with, uh, you know, working like a lot, you even talk about people that might buy something new and you just need literally like your friend with the truck. So, okay. Uh, I want to, want to talk a little bit about the, the, how you've expanded your platform and your marketplace through uh, affiliate sellers. As a quick reminder, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. Look, answer a couple of questions. We're going to match you up with developers, testers, and leaders that, that fit your needs. And we specialize in long-term teams that work only for you. You can learn more at Fullscale.io. Uh, you know, one thing that I found unique about your business, Andy, is, is the actual affiliate model. Let's talk about that for a second. So like, what does being an affiliate with Equipbed look like and how does that work? Okay. So, so affiliates, you know, you, you might not be familiar with that word, but what an affiliate in our world is, is an independent seller that sells on the platform of Equipbid. And so you as a business owner, or even you as an individual can sell on our platform. But an affiliate is truly somebody that's running their own business on our platform. And they have a source of product that they're selling. We're not looking for somebody that's just a one time uh has something to sell because if that, you know, our current affiliates are, are we can help you sell those items. But if, if somebody has consistent assets to sell, then the affiliates, you can become an affiliate and run your own auction business on our platform. And we've made it really simple. You know, we started doing the affiliate program in about 2015 and we're currently up to almost a hundred 
different business, small businesses running their, uh, running their sales on our platform. And this, this is an exciting time because it really gives a lot of these small businesses an avenue to sell an avenue to earn income. And a lot of these people, this is their full-time job selling a different product and on our site. What, so what are some of the more popular items in general? Like, is there one that just is like, is there one that's king or queen? Uh, lots of people, you know, like different things. And, and we, we, we work with people, whether you're uh, male or female on our website, we have lots of different things, but for example, tools are always popular with the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of home interior type items. You know, I haven't, I've talked to so many people that go, you know, I outfitted my entire patio with patio furniture, a grill, you know, a swing set for the backyard, those type of home good type items, you know, that have been on our website. You know, besides that, we also have a lot of business equipment online too for uh, people that own their own businesses. We, uh, if you've listened to the show a lot, you've probably heard me talk about one of my failures. And, uh, you know, as many, it was actually right not too long after you started the business. And I had, I was an affiliate or had some affiliate marketing sites. And part of how we were pushing traffic to that was placing online ads. And with that, if you place too many of them, the sites ghost you or throw you off or whatever. And, and I was like, man, I, I, I don't like that. So I decided I was going to build my own version of these classified sites. So I could have this unlimited posting ability. And I quickly learned that market, that that is a marketplace of sorts. And it's very challenging because in our case, if you have, you can have all the ads in the world, but if you don't have people to view the ads, that's like having buyers and not sellers. And I, I learned pretty quickly that, that starting a marketplace business and managing and growing one, um, especially from the ground level up is a real challenge. Cause like, all buyers, no sellers, no transactions. All sellers, no buyers, no transactions. How did you get, you know, you talk about, so you clearly started this from the ground level up, but how did you overcome that challenge of getting the, the whole thing populated in the beginning? You know, uh, that is one of the hardest things for starting a website such as this or any marketplace is finding those buyers but the key is you also have to find the sellers. If you don't have something to sell, you're not going to have buyers and they kind of work hand in hand. And so when we first started, uh, we started with one auction. We, we didn't have a buyer base, but what we knew we did have was good customer service. And we wanted to treat, treat the customer just like we wanted to be treated. And so, you know, we hustled, you know, just like, the name of this show, the, yeah. the startup hustle, but we hustled and we got our name out there. And that is, it didn't happen overnight, but we started with one and then grew to two and then five and then 10. And one thing is we always reached out to our buyers and made sure that we showed that we appreciated their business. Um, but buyers, we sell stuff. That's, that's what we sell. Um, if, if you want to think of it in a simple terms and buyers become sellers mm. because you as a buyer, you come to our platform, you might buy one, two, five items. Well, 
you have stuff at your house, your business, or whatever it may be. And eventually, you're going to have some stuff you need to get rid of. You bought too many items, you know, or or you upgraded items uh, and you need to sell your old items or whatever the case may be. And so some of the sellers might have had that buying experience on our website, but they become sellers or the buyers become the sellers eventually. And, you know, word of mouth, you know, you treat your customers right. They're going to tell their friends. And I guarantee that happens a lot. You know, auctions, sometimes they think, well, it's a super secret. You know, if I'm going to get other, if I tell everybody and my friends, they're all going to outbid me on the items. But honestly, our website has enough items on there that you're not competing against your friends when you're bidding on those items. You know, everybody has an opportunity for a deal. And ultimately, there's deals that are happening daily on the site. So you, I mentioned that advice and there are so many things that fall into the marketplace designation. I mean, a lot of software platforms and different stuff. And yeah, you know, as I mentioned, so many founders or, or, or soon to be founders have talked about have really, they're like, I, I'm like, what are you going to do to populate it on both sides? And, and realistically, like the best universal advice that I can give them is like, you need to be prepared to maybe give, give it away. At first, like not charge a fee or something like that. I'm like, no, I couldn't do that. And I'm like, you got to figure out a way to, to get this going. And it has to happen in, in perpetuity. Now, I'm at equipbid.com and I'm looking at some of this. And so, so um, and hopefully this is okay. I see, uh, for example, KC Market House on your homepage has an auctions. So it, does that, in that particular case, is that an affiliate? Yes. So do they have like their own presence inside your marketplace rather than just item by item? Yes. Okay. And so Casey Market House is one of our affiliates, um, you know, and on there they sell a what we call truckload type merchandise. And that merchandise is, it comes in by the semi load from lots of different e-commerce companies. And then typically it's what you think of when you buy something online you know, you buy something from Amazon or any other e-commerce company and you might've bought a red one and you wanted a blue one. So you return that to Amazon. And so we get that type of merchandise in and a lot of it's new, you know, the box might be blemished because of the shipping process, but we resell those items. In fact, I was just reading an article uh, just the other day. They're anticipating this uh, Christmas season for every $1 billion in sales over 150, that's $1 billion in sales, but for every $1 billion over $150 million in those sales will be returned. Well, a lot, and a lot of those platforms don't act. So, I, and I have a background um, before as an entrepreneur, like working as a manufacturer's rep for uh, Roland, one of the world's largest maker of electronic musical instruments. And in some cases, the reason, you know, so you talk about like, where does that stuff go? It's actually more expensive to take the return back in some cases. So you get these liquidation centers and stuff like that. And they're, 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 and that can be like really viable stuff. It could be as simple as it got returned because it was blue and not red or a number of different things. And, and uh, you know, there's, there's a interesting genre. Um, I will admit that I'm a sucker for the, like the blind box opening thing. Like I'll see a reel or something and, and 
you know, they got the return box and like, what's in it? I'm like, I don't know what's in it. And yeah, I kind of sit around, but there's some really interesting stuff floating around there. And, and that is the, the nature of where that comes from. Um, so yeah, I think that's cool. And so, and, and that utility with it, I bet a lot of this stuff really is like brand new. It is, um, you know, on the return side, there are some things that might be blemished, but you're buying it at a fraction of retail. That's part of it. And that, that's part of the game, yeah. you know, and, and part of this site or, and another thing on the website is auctions are fun because you're competing against other people to win the item. You know, you're or, not, or maybe not getting a hell of a deal. Right? You could be, yeah. but the opportunity for that deal is there. Unlike a traditional e-commerce website where that item is at that fixed price, buy it now price, you can't call the website and go, I'll give you $49 for this $99 item. That doesn't work. Well, you can, you could try, but they might, they're probably not going to, yeah. Probably not. Go, but, up to, go up to the customer service center at Walmart and offer them 40% less than what the price tag says and see what happens. I'd like you to try that. I think it'd be I a great idea. I have tried that to prove a point and I proved it, but now I am a, I am a big advocate of, in a lot of situations, like in my book, balance me, I talk about so many people just don't ever, so it, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, can I get a better price? But there's a lot of places that are rigid and don't want to go, go by that. I, I, I dig the whole thing of, of being able to go into the site. And, and so Personally, mainly because I'm lazy or busy or who knows, whatever you want to call it. I wouldn't want to go to like nine different places and pick stuff up. But I think it's pretty cool that I could participate in multiple auctions that are clearly from one place. So that means I just have to get one delivery then, right? Yes. And not pay 10 delivery fees. Correct. And so, you know, each auction or event that we call them on our website, there might be two, three, 500 items on that specific auction that's ending on a Thursday night at 7 p.m. And so when you're bidding, you might have wanted that chair or that table or that drill. Well, while you're bidding, you'll be like, there's 200 other items that are on auction. And instead of just buying that drill, you might buy two, three, five other items that you need too. And if you're buying one, why not? You're going there to pick it up. So go ahead and bid on some more. That is one of the challenges with kind of e-commerce in general. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I used to be a ticket broker and, and it, it, it was, it stunk because sometimes people would get a buyer that through like StubHub or wherever else and, you know, would buy like all these, they'd make four different transactions and you're like, God, I wish I could combine the shipping. But they need to track that. They need to have that delivery confirmation and all these different things. And that, that's what I think the, the thing that's tough about a lot of shipping, uh, you know, and, and especially with big things, you know, and that's why you get tools like Bungie or whatever. And I mean, there's a lot of things, too, that all right. So back to my history and kind of in the music industry, um, like if I'm going to buy like a big recording console for a studio or something, I don't, I don't know if I want someone else to package that up. Like I might want to go pick that up and, and just, you know, or, or there's a level of expertise that comes with that or, you know, some of that stuff, I feel, I'd feel a lot better about it myself. So, okay. Back to the affiliate thing. Um, So what's the, with the, if I want to be an affiliate, like what does that require? So on our website, there is a form uh, that you can fill out if you are interested in being an affiliate to uh, fill out and then we'll get that form and we can vet you 
but what is an affiliate? You know, you're running your own business. So we're looking for people that are interested in being a full-time a seller on our website, you know, that this is a job. And that doesn't mean this has to be your only job or your only avenue of selling, but a lot of businesses, this might be just another avenue for them to market their business, sell surplus assets that they have, or you can have it as a full-time job selling for other people, selling uh, merchandise. And so also the beauty with being an affiliate is Yes, we are based out of Kansas City, but we have buyers in all 50 states. And you can be an affiliate in all 50 states. Uh, we have buyers in multiple states. And there's no reason if you for you all out there that if you're interested in this, reach out to us. We'd be happy to have that conversation with you and see if you would be a good fit. Yeah, I think that's uh, there's a uh, obviously selling used goods is massive. I mean, this has got to be like it's got to be like a trillion or billion dollar thing worldwide and um you know if you want to talk about you know, having a side hustle or something like that i mean this seems like a good a good way to get that started you know just meaning like you reaching out and but there, there really are like i okay email me folks and i probably have something free i might give you to just come pick it up in my house because like you know but but a lot of this stuff has value like and i've given so my wife is good at better at giving that kind of stuff away, but there's like, I could legitimately see someone with a little bit of hustle vibe about them being able to pick up a lot of stuff and, and, and move it. And I think that's where that, that easy ease of use and, and a secure marketplace with the software and, and the buyers is the main thing. Um, you know, I, I mean, why not? Why not? Uh, when you talk, so when it comes to your affiliates, like what do they normally look like as a business? Are they more, are they more along the lines of like, you know, I'm, I'm at the auctions uh, page and I see like, a, a, you know, a particular business that might have, one of these has like 89 different things in there or something. And like, what, what is uh, 222 all from one place, which once again, like that's a that convenience. You don't have to drive all over. Kansas city is a big geographic footprint, you know? And then like, so what's the, what's the best kind of business to be an affiliate? Like who's going to make the best use of that? So, so for example, on our website, you can see on the different types of auctions we have and the three that really fit what we sell are on-site auctions for people that are looking to sell for other people. That would mean you don't have to physically purchase the assets. You don't have to physically come up with it, but you're out there hustling to find asset to help other people sell their assets. When you say on site, do you mean like there at their place? Like yes. that's like on, I mean, that's on like location. Kind of no. you're, you're not <laughs> right. You're not out that, there. Was that a good auctioneer? I feel like hey, like keep going. Yeah. Yeah. No, now 10, now 20. I, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, what I, what I really mean is uh, on site being, those look, the assets are physically staying on that location being sold through the online platform, but the buyers are actually buying them. And then physically, uh, I mean, the bidders are buying them where they sit and then they'll go to that location and pick them up. You're a facilitator. We're that. facilitating the process. I mean, really everything about this seems to be structured around the, the kind of seller or business that wants to make it easier for people like me that are like, dude, this is inconvenient. 
And, you know, realistically, like I've looked back at, at some of that stuff and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't look at it that way because there's like $7,000 worth of stuff over there. I mean, what, what seems like an inconvenient little item to sell, if you get the right kind of person that's going to facilitate it, that's a problem is I just, the coordination of, I don't like the selling like 9,000 different items myself. Probably should like it, but. You know. you know, it's, it's a hustle and it's always, you know, finding new things and finding the value and the website finds those values. You know, the buyers come there and you don't determine the value the buyers do. You know, we put the starting bid at a nominal $10 or less per item and all items, 99% of everything that sells on the website sells without reserve to the highest bidder. And so whether that sells for $10 or, you know, $10,000, it started at a low nominal starting bid there. And is that a requirement? Yes. Across the website. And so, you know, whether you're selling, you know, a big ticket item, a tractor, a skid loader, a car, is it all without reserve? All without reserve. Or, you know, you might just be selling a computer monitor, um, a table or something smaller, but they all have value. What is that value? Well, when you get enough people looking at the website and competing with each other, you know, that, that market value, that, that value of those items, you know, it's determined. And, you know, you bid 10, the next person bids 20, 30, 50, you know, it, it ultimately ends up selling for what the buyers are willing to pay for that item. And does that mean that that $50 sell, that that item was worth $50? Well, at this given moment in time, it is worth $50. Was, according to my dad growing up, so I, used, I had a baseball card collection and I'd be like, imagine the eight-year-old Matt DeCourcy and, and that would have been like Mark McGuire's rookie card. And I'm like, dad, it's worth $10. Do you have someone that's going to give you $10 for it? No, then it's not worth $10. Like, yeah, that's... Absolutely. Marketplace dynamics determine a lot of that. I think that there's a, a lot of overvaluing with stuff. So, all right. So as we're, we're almost out of time here. So, you know, once again, I'm, I'm here with, uh, with Andy O'Hanlon, the CEO and founder of equip bid, go to equip bid.com. There is a link in the show notes for that. Go check out some of the stuff that's for sale. There's a lot of cool stuff, but I, I, I want to end on a lighter note. So a couple of just, just what's, what's one of the stranger things you've seen sell through your site? Just like, what, there's got to be something that, sticks, that stands out or a couple of them. Absolutely. You know, uh, people always ask that question and we've sold literally thousands of items over, you know, the past 13 years. And some of the really unique items that we've had is we sold assets out of a hospital, but we sold the cadaver racking. Oh, weird. Kind, of, kind of a weird item. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, not something you're going to take home to mama, but we sold that. And guess what? We had a buyer. Um, another very, you know, just amazing item is here in Kansas city, uh, Kemper arena, uh, mm-hmm. was remodeled and became a high V arena. We, and- we did an episode about that. If you want to go back and find uh, buying a sports arena for a dollar. Absolutely. They got an amazing deal on it and turned it into a great facility. But there in the middle of the arena was the massive Jumbotron. Mm -hmm. Which was once high technology. And at that point, it was all, it was all CRT screens and all that, but we sold that and had a buyer that had to take that entire thing down. And that thing was massive. Oh, I bet. I mean, that, that, that had to come down on a semi. It it wasn't just something you put in the back of your pickup truck and haul it out. A cadaver rack. What is it? Is that what you put a dead body on? 
Absolutely. Is that, that's weird. Not, not display, but, you know, at a hospital, you know, unfortunately those things happen and, uh, you know, they do have to store them there before they go to the morgue or something like that. And we were just, they were selling some of their surplus, uh, items, equipment, I'm whatever. I'm not going to ask why they were buying that. That's their business. <laughs> that's up to you. It's well, up to you, dude. Or, I mean, or, it or is close to Halloween, so yeah. you never know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, what's the most expensive item that's been sold? Or in that, like, roughly, like, oh, we've we've sold, you know, larger pieces of equipment, whether it be, uh, you know, vehicles, um, collector items, something like that. Um, probably some of the most expensive would be farm equipment, you know, whether it's a big tractor or a construction yeah, yeah. And equipment. We just sold a. a couple pieces of a, a construction equipment, a skid loader, a pretty uh, late model one that brought over 70,000 on our website the other day. So, you know, and there's lots of little things too. You might think, you know, 70,000, that's a lot of money. Well, there's lots of items on our website that sell for $10 too. And so, you know, really it's a fit for everybody. Well, that old, that old equipment is, you know, that's, I, I I'm not going to pretend to be an expert, but I did have a buddy that worked for Caterpillar at one point and, I mean, these are like, you know, four or $500,000 machines. And in many cases now, like well over a million for some of it. So a lot of that farm equipment is, is pretty useful. And that's another good example of like, of, of where a more geospecific marketplace would be useful because you're probably not going to ship the $70,000 tractor too far. Right. Or, or, or figuring might, I mean, yeah. So bridging that gap. But you would be surprised that, you know, somebody on the site, they might be five, 10 hours away and if willing to deliver and they're willing to drive to come and pick that up because if that, if that, uh, that tractor has value, what, what's a tank of gas to save $5,000 on an item. And then that's a, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of hustle with a, that's the thing. I'm obsessed with like the gold mining shows. So like gold rush, I've definitely seen like way too many seasons of it. But one of the guys that's the most, one of the most successful miners on there is consistently using sites and auctions and stuff like what you do to find really valuable stuff. And he's like, I don't need, this is going to get dirty and scratched up and halfway ruined on the first day I'm using it. So I don't need it to be shiny and brand new. And you know, so there's, there's a lot of utility and, and all that. You know, one thing I do want to say, I think it's awesome is I do like the whole approach of, of yeah, what was it? Uh, did Jack Johnson say in the curious George movie, I think it was, was like, you got to learn to reduce, reuse and recycle. I, I've gained a lot of appreciation for that. Cause as I travel to foreign countries a lot, I noticed that they're way better than that than we are here. Like I was in the Philippines earlier this year and we were on a boat ride and it was an old fishing boat. And they had literally taken an engine out of an old a diesel truck. And that's what was, you know, running the boat. And it was just like, a, you know, putting things together. And you know, there's a lot of really clever people. I think that we throw too much stuff away. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, just an aside for that is different uh, countries in the world, they look at returns differently than we do. Yeah. In fact, Japan, they have less than 1% of their purchases are actually returned. They actually, it's really frowned on in their, their country to return an item because it looks like you're almost shaming the vendor that you're buying from. 
where here in the U.S., you know, we might buy return anything. We we return anything. I mean, it, it's almost like you don't even think twice about it. You know, it's like, oh, I bought it. I'll go buy, I'll go buy five outfits to try them on, and I'll return four because yep. I didn't like it. Yep. You know, it's our our culture has made it so easy to return items that that is a massive problem that we're helping solve part of it. You know, not if you're going to equip bed.com and buying those returns, <laughs> no, <Yeah>. you can <laughs> buy just, but also, you know, you are on auction. So, you know, it, it, it is yours, you know, you're buying it as is. And that's also part of it too, is, you know, understanding the product you're buying and, you know, the opportunity for the deal, but it's yours to take home with you too. Well, Andy, thank you so much for joining me and helping our listeners find some solutions for hopefully liquidating the things that your business has been accumulating or be a buyer on the other side and pick up what someone else is getting rid of. Uh, you know, we've gone through this transition period over this last couple of years with COVID where a lot of businesses have changed and there's a lot of clever ways to get the things that you might want. Maybe you're returning to the office. Maybe you're not returning to the office. You mentioned like a whole call center. I'm in that group. I've got 20,000 square feet of space that we don't even use in the Philippines. It's got like, I have like hundreds of desks, monitors, like all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, trying to figure that out myself. Thanks again for your support of Startup Hustle. And for those of you listening, go down and click that link in the show notes. Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.